The next time you're on Interstate 80, stop in and see the folks at the Iowa 80 Truck Stop at Exit 284 in Walcott, Iowa. They're always open and ready to serve you. Enjoy a sit-down meal at the Iowa 80 Kitchen or grab a bite from one of their nine quick-serve restaurants. You'll love their clean restrooms, huge gift store, beautiful convenience store, and, of course, the Super Truck Showroom stocked with plenty of chrome, lights, and more. While you're there, don't forget to visit the Iowa 80 Trucking Museum next door. It's free. The entire team at the Iowa 80 is very excited to celebrate 60 years with you. They look forward to being your home away from home for another 60 years. Sending you a giant thank you from Iowa 80, the world's largest truck stop on I-80, exit 284 in Walcott, Iowa. Iowa 80. It's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the world, we are Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Uh, Israel at uh, war against uh, Hamas. We'll have a couple of updates here coming in just a few moments. Yesterday, the Secretary of State uh, was making the rounds on the Sunday morning news shows. Here he was on Meet the Press. What do you say about the argument that money is fungible? So Iran may have known this money is coming and used other funds to help fund this attack that happened. Iran has, ha- Iran has unfortunately always used and focused its funds on supporting terrorism, on supporting groups like uh, like Hamas. Uh, and it's done that when there have been sanctions. It's done that when there haven't been sanctions. So might as well just uh, release all their money. What a horrible answer. I mean, seriously, what just... The optics from the White House are always wrong. They could not be any worse. Yeah. From I'm... the Stafford barbecue that went on Saturday afternoon and evening... That they decided not to put off, not to cancel. To the president. As the story was breaking, how do you not say, hey, shut it down? Sorry, everybody. We know you'll understand. And the president just turning his back once again. On that front, I don't think they have a choice. He can't take questions. He can't take questions on anything right now. Well, you had Blinken there with... uh I don't know whether it was on purpose or not, but uh, momentarily he told the truth. Yeah. You know what? Um, they really don't. We they, really don't care. They, they get they, they're going to. That's how they view it. They're they're a terrorist state. We might we might as well enable them. Yeah. Might as well give them their money. They're going to yeah. do what they're going to do. They're going to do what they're going to do anyway. So let's just give them more money. Well, maybe you shouldn't. And maybe you should clamp down on the oil embargo. Why isn't there an effort to, to, to stop this insanity? Yeah. Why aren't you enforcing the embargo? It's just amazing. Absolutely unbelievable. I mean, it's just, it's, uh, it's, it's, wow. dis- it's disgusting is what it actually wow. is. It really you is. Know? And um, I think there's going to be a lot of criticism today coming from Republicans. Uh, some updates are just reading from CNN. They have a live uh, updates. 
Asian Airlines has canceled flights to Tel Aviv. Israeli airstrikes flatten Gaza residential buildings and mosques as death toll rises. Mm-hmm. Germany has to assume uh, its citizens are among Hamas hostages. Sources said. Um, and then uh, just others talking about uh, communities near Gaza border that were badly hit. Uh, Thailand confirms 12 citizens were killed uh, in, uh, in, in the uh, terrorist attack. Mm-hmm. And the latest update there at CNN.com. Israel's military says it's retaken control of all communities around Gaza. There's no fighting going on between Israeli defense forces and Hamas inside Israel. And the IDF has retaken control of all communities around the Gaza Strip. IDF spokesman uh, said uh, and told reporters on Monday morning, the the uh, is, uh, Times of Israel also reporting the same. Okay, so that's not inside. That's not inside Gaza. That's the Israeli communities near Gaza, right? That's what they're talking. About. Okay, okay. There's no yeah. fighting going on uh, uh, between IDF troops and Hamas inside Israel, and IDF has taken control of all communities around the Gaza Strip. Well, just. Uh... Uh, IDF says from uh, the, uh, the Times of Israel, uh, the the top headline there, ID, the top update, IDF says it has regained control of all Gaza border towns. Terrorists still remain. Now, that the terrorists still remain and also coming uh, uh, across the border uh, was about a half hour, 45 minutes ago. Wall Street Journal reporting that activity. They're saying that the terrorists were still coming across the border. But it appears, I, I guess IDF wanted to uh, put out the word that they were not coming across the border any, anymore and that they had regained control there along that border, along the Gaza border. And just so people may not know it, but uh, uh, Hamas is a group of Iranian-backed terrorists. It's well known. Mm-hmm. This isn't that, okay, was Iran involved in this? This is known year after year after year after year. Hamas roughly receives $100 million a year to operate from Iran. From what we now know, while the United States government, while Secretary Blinken and the Biden administration was negotiating to release uh American uh, American hostages in Iran that were unlawfully taken. They hadn't committed any crime. Mm-hmm. These are not. These were not spies. And then we unfroze six billion dollars of their assets while they were doing. While the United States government was doing that and being accused by Republicans of enabling Iran, and they said, that's just ridiculous. We're negotiating, and we're still looking to negotiate a nuclear deal. At the time of these negotiations, Mm -hmm. Iran was planning and signing off with Hamas, according to the Wall Street Journal, and even from uh, sources in Hamas who have, and Hezbollah even admitted 
no, Iran has been all a part of this. Mm. Iran was planning this attack on Israel. Right. It's just important to know what suckers we look like as Americans and how they believe we can manipulate the daylights out of it. We can do this. And and just you, you think about it. You think about how the squad reacted and the president coming out on Saturday saying, you know, we're there to defend Israel. See where they are in two weeks. Yeah, right. See where they are a week from now, if that's still the narrative. Because it's the narrative always changes, and it always becomes, well, no, now Israel needs to back off. You had, uh, was it uh, Tlaib and, uh, and uh, I believe AOC, both calling for ceasefires. The hostilities must stop. They commit the terrorist attack. Israel needs to stop. It's already out there. Yeah, Israel needs to stand down. Then but, that's, had- but that's been the call from the left from the beginning, that Israel has no right to defend themselves. And the left can't break from that. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. Do you know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CP Red Eye. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. You know, it was interesting because the, the, the debate's going to come up. Well, you know, the oppression. Wall Street Journal already hit that mm-hmm. one. Oh, the oppression. But I thought this was really interesting because this is a real clear politics uh, uh, had this uh, Colin Wright's column where he talks about uh, uh, Sam Harris. Now, Sam mm-hmm. Harris is a Democrat mm-hmm. who is, as said, I've never voted ever, you know, for a Republican president. But he views liberalism when it comes to the threats around the world as basically insane. Right. The way that liberals look at. Right. You know, things like uh, Hamas. And he goes, this this is a pertinent clip from Sam Harris on the moral difference between Israel and her enemies. The moral difference comes down to an understanding uh, uh, the question, the answer to the question, what would each side do if they had the power to do it? The truth is that there is an obvious, undeniable and hugely consequential moral difference between Israel and her enemies. The Israelis are surrounded by people who have explicitly uh, genocidal intentions towards them. How do we know? <laughs> the charter of Hamas is explicitly genocidal. 
It looks uh, forward to a time when the earth itself will cry out for Jewish blood. Where the trees and the stones will say, Oh, Muslim, there's a Jew hiding behind me. Come and kill him. This is in the charter. This is a political document, as Sam Harris points out. Remember, he's a liberal. He's a liberal who hasn't gone insane as to the threats that Islamic radicalism faces or, uh, to the United States. Right. This is a political document. We are talking about a government that was voted into power by a majority of the Palestinians. That's the document. The discourse in the Muslim world about Jews is utterly shocking. Not only is there widespread Holocaust denial, there's Holocaust denial that then asserts uh, that we will do it for real if given the chance. Mm. The only thing more obnoxious in denying the Holocaust is to say that it should have happened. It didn't happen, but if we get a chance, we will accomplish it. There are children's shows in the Palestinian territories and elsewhere that teach five-year-olds about the glories of martyrdom and about the necessity of killing Jews. And this gets to the heart of the moral difference between Israel and her enemies. And this is something that I have discussed. This is Sam Harris. To see this moral difference, you have to ask yourself, what would each side do if they had the power to do it, what would the Jews do if the uh, to the Palestinians if they could do anything that they wanted? Well, we already know the answer to the question because they can more or less do anything they want right now. The Israeli army could kill everyone in Gaza tomorrow. So, what does that mean? Well, it means that when they drop a bomb on a beach and kill four Palestinian children, as happened recently, this is almost certainly an accident. They're not targeting children. They could target as many children as they want. Uh, Every time a Palestinian child dies, Israel edges ever closer to becoming an international pariah. So the Israelis take great pains not to kill children or other noncombatants. What do we know about the Palestinians? What would the Palestinians do to the Jews in Israel if the power imbalance were reversed? Well, they have told us what they have wanted to do. And we saw what happened over the weekend also. But it's interesting because that's Sam Harris, and he is a liberal. Because there is every reason to believe that the Palestinians would kill all Jews in Israel Mm -hmm. if they could. Now, would every Palestinian support genocide? Of course not. But the vast numbers of them and the Muslims throughout the world would. Needless to say, the Palestinians in general, not just Hamas, have a history of targeting innocent noncombatants in the most shocking ways possible. And we could go through the list that he gives in Mm -hmm. the past, Mm -hmm. but we have this weekend as evidence. That's the difference. It doesn't matter. You're going to see people. It's clear for anybody who's paying attention or cares. You're still going to have the anti-Semitism that's going to be out there that you hear, even from members of the U.S. Congress, as we did over the weekend. Right. Members of the squad. Right. Because they want you to believe Israel has no right to defend themselves. And that's false. And we've always said it could not, by the way, the moral clarity is what happened this weekend should line it out for everybody. If there were anyone up to this point that had their head in the sand and were ignorant to all of this, 
this weekend tells you the entire story. They were seeking out civilians. That's Hamas. They are terrorists. 86690 Red Eye. This morning's USDA Farm Report is brought to you by Howes Products. Tested, trusted, guaranteed since 1920. The ag sector in recent years has faced several challenges regarding its workforce. How do ag employers support and create a safe and healthy work environment? How do we think about supporting employers and employees so they have a very stronger level of commitment to this positive work environment? The resiliency of our food supply chain, how we need to address ag labor challenges and instability, how we need to strengthen protections for farm workers, and how we need to expand legal pathways for labor migration. And according to USDA Farm Production and Conservation Deputy Undersecretary Gloria Montaniel Green, USDA's latest effort to address some of these issues is a new pilot program, the Farm Labor Stabilization and Protection Pilot. Up to $65 million in grants are available to domestic ag employers meeting federal employment criteria, with grant applications due November 28th. More details are available online at www.ams.usda.gov FLSP. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. This report brought to you by Cenex Fuels and Loops. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara. As we know, several U.S. citizens confirmed killed uh, in uh, the Hamas uh, terrorist attack in uh, in Israel. The National Security Council has uh, said also they believe that Americans are hostages. Yeah. How many they don't know yet? Right. They do. They even Israel Israel doesn't know how many of their own citizens are at this particular point. Uh, also, I mentioned before uh, that uh, one airline had suspended. Uh, here's just the list of airlines. I know a lot of people. Uh, I got a friend of mine who works for an Israeli company. He has to, has to go over there a couple times a year. Mm. A number of airlines have suspended flights to Israel. United Airlines said it operated two scheduled flights out of Tel Aviv late Saturday and early Sunday, but have suspended flights to Tel Aviv until conditions allow them to resume. United Airlines uh, issued a travel alert uh, uh for October 7th through the 14th, those impacted uh, who fall under a certain criteria can reschedule their trip with waived fees and fair differences. Uh, Air Canada announced it is temporarily suspending flights to Israel as of yesterday, impacting flights scheduled for Sunday, Monday, Tuesday uh, between Tel Aviv and Toronto and Montreal. Mm. Uh, those who choose to change their flights to another date between Sunday and October 21st can do it for free. American Airlines also issued a travel alert on Sunday for those traveling to and through, uh, traveling to, through, and from Tel Aviv, allowing passengers whose flights uh, scheduled through the 21st to change their flights for a waived fee under certain conditions. Delta said it canceled flights to Tel Aviv through this week and will continue to make schedule adjustments as uh, needed. In a travel alert online, Delta said the airline would issue travel waivers for rebooked flights traveling on or before October 21st. Mm. 
Um, you see the U.S. Uh, State Department has issued a travel advisory for Gaza, urging people not to travel to the region due to terrorism, civil unrest, and armed conflict. At least they said terrorism. Yeah. They didn't right. say militancy. Right. Uh, the State Department said passengers should exercise increased caution when traveling to Israel and the West Bank, also due to terrorism and uh, civil unrest. So I think the civil unrest is all due to terrorism. Yes. They didn't have to add the civil unrest. No, not necessary. Yeah. Um, it makes you wonder what the next move is by Hamas. I said during the break, I'm wondering how many Iranian operatives might be actually on the ground right now fighting with Hamas. It wouldn't be beyond, uh, if you look at what Hez- Hezbollah and Hamas both said, Iran was central to the planning. You know, by the way, if anybody had any questions, you, you touched on it earlier. This isn't just a conversation. Well, we know this goes back to, actually, we do know in this case, absolutely without a doubt that Iran is behind it. And it wouldn't shock me if you had Iranian operatives on the ground helping to call the shots with Hamas. Well, we know because Hamas and Hezbollah has said both that Iran yeah. uh, uh, right. Iran has been, you know, part of the planning and and yeah, and the bloodline basically for right. this all, all their activities. And Hamas came out yesterday and said, "Yes, they are." Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and, they both and they, so and so. That's that's not even right. it's not even in question anymore. So now the question would be, how involved are, might they be in terms of actually having fighters on the ground? That wouldn't shock me. And the big question, where is the hole in Intel? Israel, the U.S., and the Western world. How was this missed? and Gary McDonough on Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Cronin. and I'm Gary McNamara. You know, we were just uh, mentioning before the uh, bottom of uh, the hour, I mean, how, do, how does this happen to mm. the extent that it did? You know, where is the intelligence uh, uh, failure here? Mm-hmm. And uh, reading here from the Washington Examiner, Tom Rogan, their military uh, analyst, and he says the most likely answer is that a very small group of Hamas leaders kept their plans hidden from all others until the last moment. It is likely that many of the gunmen who entered Israel on Saturday were not told of the attack plans until the very last moment, uh, where uh, preparations had to be discussed. They were probably disguised as training exercises, Israeli intelligence penetration of Hamas in terms of human agents, technical and Signal intelligence is deep, but no intelligence surface can yet beam itself inside an an enemy's mind. The sense of shock that no one saw this coming will only encourage the
the Israeli government to adopt a harsh response. And I would say that probably is that's probably true and, well, and going to be the response. You know, and, and that's the one thing. I mean, I know that, you know, you, you talked about Iran operatives in there. Mm-hmm. I would assume that Israeli intelligence, even human assets inside Gaza are probably there. And American CIA operatives are probably there, too. Yes. Um, you know, it's one of the hottest places in the world. Oh, yeah. No, it is the it's and, the, the point that is almost it's always about to reach a boiling point. Right. At any so, moment, it could reach a boiling point. And so there are intel, you know, personnel there from the, a, a, a number of different uh, countries. Right. Exactly. I mean, I, I guess if you if you want to take an example of it, if you want to look at Zero Dark Thirty, remember uh, in uh, in Pakistan, the yeah. number of, you know, CIA operatives that they showed in there, right. which may not, you know, be fully true, but. And I, when I say fully true, the amount, because there seem to be an awful lot of people that work for the CIA inside of Afghanistan that were covert. Right. Sources. Yeah, sources. That, that yeah. were inside. Yeah. yeah. Uh, not just not just sources, though, because sources sometimes may not be working for the CIA. Mm-hmm. These were people obviously working for the CIA. Mm-hmm. And so when you look at that and you go, wow, we actually have human assets like that on the agents on the ground, covert agents. Yep. Yeah, that's what yeah, they do. So yeah. you would assume and so you would assume they were there. So, yeah, I understand what he's saying here. The things can be kept, you know, you, you know, between a few people and you can do it. But is that the case or are we going to find out that there were signs that we knew about? And I, we- it would be hard for me to believe that Israel's intel would would not pick up on that or that they would know about it or that they loosened up their standards in any way when it comes to Hamas, uh, especially with knowing that, like the rest of the world, that Iran was now going to be emboldened and empowered by billions of dollars, thanks to the U.S., that you should be on heightened alert as to what mm-hmm. Iran might be able to help Hamas pull off. Uh, we go back to 9-11. And it said that Mohammed Atta and maybe one or two others in in that group of hijackers uh, were the only ones that knew it was a suicide mission. Right. And so that it it is reminiscent of that kind of behavior where you train, train, train. And and also, could it be that Hamas knows and training terrorists to be part of the cause you wouldn't want to send them if they if they knew they were going into that scenario. Like what happened over the weekend, how many would do that? And and how many would you actually be able to to recruit? We've seen with terrorist organizations over the years, the more successful they are, that from their perspective, the greater the attacks that they pull off, the greater the subsequent uh uh, recruiting becomes and then when they are ultimately defeated it's quite the opposite but in that zone i wonder you know again what the, this is why i wondered about uh iranian operatives because i uh, it's it's not that i believe that that the 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 thought behind it the terrorism or 
or any of it is going away. But if it looks, if it appears to be a most dangerous mission, then you quite often don't get that kind of cooperation. And again, 9-11 is one of those examples. You're not telling them the full truth because if they knew it, they probably wouldn't be there Mm -hmm. for you. And so how much did Iran invest into this? And were there any Iranian personnel that were part of it as a part of Hamas? But then you wonder what some of the training would be, what some of the trade craft, some things that you look at, because uh, what was being talked about the other day, especially this was an analyst of Middle East Affairs for the Jerusalem Post, was talking about how a lot of what was going on seemed to have the trade craft of ISIS. Mm-hmm. For example, the yeah. targeting of women. Right. It's like the videos of Hamas kidnapping women, children, and the elderly and desecrating dead bodies are in some ways shocking uh, to see. But then again, Hamas has engaged in 30 years of grotesque, grotesque terrorism and uh, is a vicious, brutal terrorist organization, said the correspondent for the Jerusalem Post, Seth uh, Fransman, and an analyst for Middle East Affairs, told Fox News on Sunday, uh, Fransman, author of After ISIS, America, Iran, and the Struggle for the Middle East, said the images of Hamas's attack conjured up what ISIS did in Iraq and other places where they purposely targeted young women. The video showing men stripping women's bodies, spitting and stomping on them, is the kind of thing that makes Hamas very clearly similar to ISIS And it is a new level of grotesque and horrid behavior that is a clear crime against humanity. But is it calculated? Is it Hmm. calculated for a reason in order to instill terror? Well, that's the entire point. The imagery to instill terror, not just in Israel, but everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah, don't blank with us. And and that we are powerful and that we have. and, And I think that's also why they were very open about Iran's support. Because they were telling the world, this is this is not over, and we do have great power. You can add to it the terrorism superstate that is now Afghanistan. And, and we don't have much intel of what's going on on the ground in Afghanistan, but quite possibly uh, quite a bit of training that, that goes on there. And we've seen it. You know, the... Uh, traditional, or at least in in the last decade of, or two, you know, as we as all of this has come about, it was thought that okay, well, ISIS doesn't work with the Taliban; they're battling the Taliban, and ISIS is battling Al Qaeda, and ISIS is, and they're they're all separate entities. They are separate entities, except post Afghanistan. And what have we learned since then? We know that the Taliban and ISIS and al-Qaeda are all working within Afghanistan now. Why? It's not just about trying to gain uh, control of Afghanistan and its resources, which would be a revenue stream. It's also about pulling off what they believe is and has always been their goal, and that is killing the infidel, that is killing those who are not willing to convert. And most certainly, and we have heard it time and time again, Iran has said it over the years, they want to wipe Israel off the map. 
one of the problems for the administration, you and I talked about it, how the president just turned and walked away as questions were coming out. People want an American president to comment and take questions. Yes. Uh, at something like this. And show that he's in control. Sh- shows that he cares. Right. Just basically, I mean, sure. we saw that with Afghanistan. Yeah, first he, and foremost. Where right. he turned around and, and, and uh, you know, I, I was having a conversation with some people. They said, I can't believe he just turns around and go, well, he did it for when Americans were killed, he did it. When right. so, American soldiers were killed, he wouldn't take any questions. Right. He turned his back consistently on it. So you think he cares about uh, Israel? But when you look at this, and, you know, we had played the Secretary of State's remarks on uh, Meet the Press, which were just horrendous. I mean, just horrible. Yeah. You know, and you said, well, uh, uh, you know, basically, you know, you guys are enabling Iraq. Yes. Excuse me, Iran, Iran, not Iraq. Right. You know, Iran. That was the that was where she was leading with it. Yes. You know, you're enabling them. You're encouraging them. You're unfreezing assets. You're you're not. Uh, you know, the their oil revenue, uh, the oil embargo. You're not stopping that oil money from going uh, to them. The last administration didn't. You, you, uh, or the last administration did and did cripple. Iran economically, you've given them all this money back. Mm-hmm. And, well, you know, it doesn't matter whether what we do. They're going to do whatever they want to do anyway. My God, what a horrible answer. And then you take on top of that Blinken's horrendous answer, and then Obama turning, you know, his back and walking away from taking any questions. Then they're having a party Saturday afternoon and Saturday night because the pool reporters could hear the music and they go, what's going on? Ah, they're having a barbecue for the staff and a party yeah. there in the in in the White House. The first thing I would want to know immediately on something like this, if I'm president of the United States, first thing is, because I know what a critical area that is, parties done. CIA yeah. in my it, office exactly. now. Nothing happens. What? Nothing's we're not right. having anything on the lawn of the White right. House. What what the hell am I what the hell did we miss here? Did we did we know that this was going on? Because I think that, like a lot of things, there is a great possibility that we're going to find out later on that were maybe not you couldn't have stopped it, but there were signs that were out there that were ignored or not passed on the way that they should be passed on. Right. Yeah. Not that it would have stopped the administration from doing anything, because you hit, clearly you have an administration that has confidence and has had confidence that Iran can be part of of the world well and and as you know it's it's obviously a paramount for uh israel to do as much as they can in terms of their own intel but they also rely heavily on the u.s and can they actually do that anymore under the leadership or lack thereof of joe biden and the answer is likely no what i'm wondering Will they will will they at least do limited attacks on Iranian assets? I I wondered about that yesterday. That was the one thing I, I wondered throughout about. the day yesterday. When are we going to see the first on that? Where you where you at the very least can can cripple them? We know, um, you know what it, what happened during the uh, Trump years. Uh, one of the first things you could do is a cyber attack like we have pulled off against Iran in the past, in recent years. You want to be able to limit their communications. But 
it is likely right now that that Iran's investment and involvement is already in motion. Well, I think because of this, the terror right now, what you might see Israel do as they've done before, hit any potential nuclear assets that has, you know, because they're either have the bomb or close to developing the bomb. Mm -hmm. And that's what Israel wants to stop, because if you think of the mentality of Israel right now with those scenes that you see Mm -hmm. where it's just the absolute, I mean, it's. These scenes are, if you haven't seen them, you may not want to see them. They're horrible. Well, no, that's what they would were scare just, me. That that all of a sudden, you're like, it's a whole different mentality of, we can't let them have the bomb. Exactly. Because they'll use it against us. Right. And anything close to yeah. that. I mean, because, right. it, because there's no way that Hamas and Iran didn't foresee what Israel's re- response was going to be. Including clearing out Gaza. Listen. The Israeli officials are saying, if if you're in the Gaza, you need to leave now. Well, they know that. Do they have weapons? Do they have another attack that could be coming today? And, and again, attack when least expected from another vantage point even. Well, yeah, Hezbollah. Exactly. From the north, yeah. Yep. 866-90-RED-EYE. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. It's Red Eye Radio. He is our Carly, and I'm Gary McNamara. Wow, we didn't even get to uh, the the speaker, mm. <laughs> the speakership. Uh, so much going on. I did like the story over the weekend that uh, allies say that because they don't think they they say that Jor- that uh, Jim Jordan and also Scalise have baggage. That actually, if you brought the allies of McCarthy, trying to say bring back McCarthy again. He has more support than either of those two and can unify more. It's like, if that happens, (laughs) that will be the craziest week in the House of Representatives in a long, long time. If it turns out he comes back, runs and gets the votes. Wow. This is Red Eye Radio on what? John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen. <laughs> 